back to a cart. <laughs> Here back for another Saturday, the 16th of January, 2021. You are tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Timoteo here with lifelong net stan, Matthew Beatty. <laughs> Hello, guys. I, I like to, I, li- I love James Harden. I love Kevin Durant. Kyrie <laughs> uh, Irving, please come back. We need you on deck in Brooklyn. We need him back. We need him. We need them all. We need all the boys on, on deck. Uh, an embattled ex of Kyrie Irving, Jake Eisenberg. Mm. Yes, current one seed in the East, Boston Celtics. Don't need Kyrie. We're out here getting dubs. Let's go. Well, fellas, the obvious news and pretty much all that matters in the entire NBA world this week is James Harden has done it. He got his way somehow. I still don't quite understand how, but he did. And he's now a Brooklyn Net. And a huge blockbuster four-team deal. Yeah, I love how we ended up getting to four. It just the more teams, the better. I and like- honestly, so some of the supplementary moves you'll call them in that four-team deal could be quite impactful. Mm-hmm. I loved the. It's not like it's not like just Harden's the piece that's going to make a difference here. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think pretty much every team involved ended up kind of getting what they wanted in some respect. It felt like outside of the Rockets, obviously, for them it would have been better if James Harden just stayed and played well but um they've come out pretty well like they got a shitload of picks out to 2027 like it is so funny that the nets have risked it all again again <laughs> like I they know. just just got good we've, now- we've been talking i remember when back to cut started how we used to shit on the nets <laughs> for that initial trade sending um all those picks to boston mm-hmm. for 40-year-old man, KG and Paul Pierce and all that. Yes. We shit on them, how it took them. They had nothing. It took them a whole culture reset, a whole organizational restructure just to get them back to a point where they play competitive ball again and they do the same thing, albeit this time it's mm. a little bit more threatening than old man KG. Yeah, these guys are firmly in their prime. I mean, probably the best collection of scoring talent we've ever seen. Like, I know we've obviously had maybe better big threes, but you've got KD, who, what, is top three um, yeah, player. Not even debatable. Yeah, and then Harden, perennial scoring champion, and then Kyrie, who ironically um, is the third fiddle, kind of, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> and, like, he you know, wanted to get away from LeBron and become the guy, and now he's... <laughs> Alfred. How do you feel about that, Jake? I'm here for the soap opera, baby. I can't wait. <laughs> do you reckon there's in. enough sage in his locker to keep this thing on track? Well, maybe that's where he was this last week, which is collecting oh, more, by, sage more sage for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's it's actually a fair way to go to get your hands on some sage. <laughs> it's not in, um, especially this in 2021 in, this, in a pandemic, it's not easy to come by. No. And uh, Beatty, as our lifelong net stand, how do you feel about all this? You, you, you were certain that just the KD Kyrie yeah. duo was yeah. going to fuck shit up. I, so I was high. Happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm high on the Nets. I think they're going to win the East straight up. And I, I, as you said, I thought they were going to win the East before this trade. I think the big question mark is the depth now because they've obviously traded. I mean, to to send Karis Levert out. In particular, I think he's been he's stepped up since Spencer Dinwiddie got injured. 
Not that you uh, really need him though anymore. Oh, of course not. I mean, I've, I mean, you've got three, as Jake said, three of the best offensive players of modern times. They're going to carry the load offensively. Um, it's just more, you know, depth coming off the bench and and being able to to sort of spread that load if there's an injury. But like, yeah, I think they're going to win the East. This is the best team in the East, right? Uh, well, it's 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 bloody hard to argue. How, how, how can you argue otherwise? Like, what team has more talent than this team in the East? Well, this is the thing. The only argument otherwise now is bringing intangibles into the conversation. And and we're going to find out if defense matters. Yeah, well, also very true. Uh, the other, and the other one I, I will put out, I, I mean, there's obviously still some time to play out in the trade market and maybe another team makes a move. I mean, Bradley Beal sitting there in Washington. Yeah. Like, someone go get him. But, like, aside from that, like, I, I just think that this is the team to beat in the East. So I, I agree that they are the favorite to come out of the East. Um, but, and I'm working on getting this betting market approved to bet on the field because <laughs> while I think if, if it was a, you know, roll of dice and you play one of the remaining East teams and that's gets you to the finals, they probably win um, in a vacuum. But let's say I expect the Nets to probably not get a top two seed just because like regular season, Kyrie sabbaticals, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> um, so KD, unless they make a trade, and even if they do, like who are you going to really bring in is going to be a seriously impact defender. Um, KD is going to have to go through and be your leading defensive guy. Your anchor. Your anchor. And he's going to have to guard three of, you know, Sabonis, Jimmy Butler slash Bam, Giannis, Tatum, Brown, Simmons, Embiid. Like, by the time he gets to the Eastern Conference Finals, he will have gone through... Because like, the East goes six legitimately deep this year. Like, there's actually six teams that I think that could come out of the East. The Pacers are, are legit, I think. Um, we got Beatty, Colin, Brogdon, a top five point guy, which I think, you know, could be the case. Um, I just think that to get to the to, out of the East is a lot more difficult than you're making it out to be. Um, yeah, but I, I just think they're the best team, though. Like, I'm not saying it's not difficult, but I just like they're going to beat every other team. That's I don't know. Like how how like there's question marks on Nash. I think as a first year coach and managing the egos, which is definitely a thing, and particularly in a in a sort of playoff series environment. That's which something- is a tremendous question mark. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I think it's getting swept under the rug a little bit. But this guy has never coached a team. Compare and it now to he's got to change. Yeah, compare it three. to compare it to the Heat or the Sixers or the Celtics. They've all got coaches who have been there and done that, you know, in previous seasons. So it's I, I can appreciate that, but it's just more like I mean, it's KD, man. It's KD and James Harden. Like this is this is I I, it's my, I think we were sort of talking about this before we started recording. Like it's 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 one of the it's sort of like when the Cavs and the Warriors like there was like four years where these were the two teams and and probably the Warriors in particular because the Cavs was really just LeBron right where like how often does that happen where you just get like this amount of stack talent on one team to to the extent that it's like maybe even detrimental to the rest of the league because it's sort of just like well how how are these other 28 teams going to compete because like all this talent's just sort of on two teams but yeah but there are ways, aren't there? Like we, we were talking off mic earlier, so to bring it on mic now, this trade has let, left the Nets very thin up top. They've got DeAndre Jordan as their center, and that's it. 
and like a team like Philly, for example, who boast tremendous size and skill at the big man spots, can can the Nets actually stop that, or is the Nets' threat of KD, James Harden, and Kyrie so much so that it doesn't even matter? Well, that's what you're hoping for. Like, dude, DeAndre Jordan was benched the other day. Like, he didn't even play. I know Jared Allen's better. Yeah, dude. The, he like so. DeAndre Jordan needs to not be completely washed. Otherwise, Jeff Green's your center, and like you've got nothing else. So, the Drummond thing that you mentioned about a buyout, like something like that, could help. Um, they will be but, very. They'll be one of the most active teams in the buyout market. It's just. It, it's just what comes up in the buyout. That's the yeah. that's the question mark, right? Yeah. And like the best thing that's come out of the buyout market in recent history was Ilya Sova and Bellinelli, which is which was like helpful. But that's uh, not what, what about Iguodala? Iguodala went to the finals last year with the Heat. Like it's it's no, but that was a trade. Oh, it was too. Yeah, what Memphis? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was right. a trade. So like, rarely does someone that out of the buyout market actually have that much of an impact. But at the same time, I like I get what you're saying. Like these guys might just be able to drop. 140 on you no matter what and that and that's and there's nothing you can do about it but mm. I, the, the defense i don't know like the heat last year the celtics last year the, even the warriors when they were a super team not only were they the best offense we've ever seen but they had a top five defense pretty much every year that they were there like clay trey yeah, and clay, kd yeah. and iggy and all these guys were like solid I, defenders. I guess my thing is like I think in the playoffs it slows down, and in the half court, I just think they're going to try. And I think Harden and Kyrie in particular are two ones that you can look at and say, I don't know, ninety percent of the time they're just probably not trying on defense. Mm. So it's definitely like, well, are you going to apply yourself now because you're in a situation where you 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 genuinely think you're a chance of winning a championship and you're in the Eastern Conference Finals against, you know, another really competitive team. Okay, now you're going to try. And I mean, I, I think we made this, we were talking about this the other day in the chat and it's sort of just like, look at Kyrie in 2016. Like he played passable defense, you know what I mean? It's not as if he was a turnstile. Mm. Um, but and, and, and but Arden, even, even on the Caps team, they had better defenders around Kyrie than this Brooklyn team does. Like LeBron was a good defender. Tristan Thompson was a good defender. They had defenders around the court that Kyrie only needed to stay in front of his man, keep his feet shifting, and that's it. That's his job done. But on yeah, this but team, right, so is DeAndre Jordan not a good defender? No. Like he's not. He's not. He's not a good pick and roll defender like Tristan Thompson. But it's like I just don't think. I think KD is going to play a lot of five, which is probably going to be something that he yeah. doesn't want to do. But um, yeah, that's my, that's it's probably also point, something he shouldn't be doing because he's just come back off pretty serious injuries you don't want to be banging with joel Embiid under the rim well i mean that to be fair though i think that's the only matchup in the east that you are concerned about from from that standpoint right like what, i don't no, know pa- paces have heaps of size too yes yeah, yeah i suppose but even bam. then like i don't know like yeah but bam's not exactly like fucking joel Embiid, is he he's not like a bam yeah, a bit more agile like he you know he can outrun you and i mean kd is going to be able to keep up with bam that's yeah but point. bam Bam is a monster in comparison to skinny boy, skinny KD. Like, as, as good as KD is on defense, he's a, he's very lean. And if you're asking him to play the five and be your defense, I, defensive anchor for three straight rounds to get to the finals against, and I know I know you don't take the, the Celtics seriously, and I think they would lose that series. But Tatum Brown smart um, defensively matches up 
pretty funly against them. But then again, he, he's got to he's got to defend. He's got to be the main point of attack to defend all of those guys. It's just and even Simmons. Much as I don't really like Simmons anymore, like Simmons back, backing down uh, KD in the post and things like that. It's a lot to ask of him, and he I, might be able to do it. I, but at the same time, as much as I said, I think he's going to play a lot of five. At the same time, I don't. Th- I think I, I think you guys are completely writing off DeAndre Jordan. Like he's going to play. I, I don't think that DJ is like an excellent defense. Like, but he's going to be in the rotation because they just don't have any other centers, right? He has to. He's well, I guess. Well, yeah, he has to be yeah. in the rotation. Well, I guess we'll find out if how washed he is because he was looking pretty not excellent for the first couple of weeks there. Um, he had a couple of you know, had some nice moments. I think he can, you know, still catch lobs and kind of defend the paint, but pick and roll is how the playoffs is done. And so, you know, you're getting switched out onto John Dre Jordan. That's a good that's a good time. Although all this is probably moot because Beatty is right. They're going to be super active on the buyout market and people like Drummond will should become available. And if you get Drummond, then everything we're talking about right now isn't really important anymore because there's your other big man. You don't need heaps of talent at the big spot. You just need bigs. They don't have any. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's so that's the basketball bit. Are you not like if I'm a Nets fan, I'm one. I'm, I'm excited, obviously, but I'm a fucking terrified at the same time that we've just screwed up the next decade of our franchise again because it from a from a uh, emotional personality collection of humans standpoint. Kane's the only one I really trust, and then Harden's healthy, but he's choked yeah, many, burn, many times. Burner account, burner account, KD. Burner account. I mean, but like, he's gonna. I don't, I don't worry about him like turning up at least and not yeah. choking in the playoffs. Harden will be healthy, but you know, can he? Is he gonna cut off ball? All this stuff, um, and then Kyrie. I mean, we've just been experiencing one of the weirdest weeks in a basketball person's career of like the last <laughs> however long. It's just been not there and un- completely unexplained. Yeah, it's still completely unexplained. Apparently, he's back with the team. Still yeah. no one knows what's going on. So he's supposed to be playing um, soon, but he's in the protocol now. But does that like does that not does that bit not worry you? Like that to me is a pretty big factor right, as well. Kyrie is the only one that gives me, and I, I think we talked about this even last week, and in in the week since I've. I've probably cooled it a little. Like I was not worried at all last week, but whatever it happened in the week since, I've, I've, there's like I've gone up one level on the. You on the it back. Yeah, I've gone from like a green to like a, a yellow. Like it's like like reds on the other side of the spectrum. It's like oh, warning signs. I, I, I guess the thing that I'm, I take a little bit of comfort in is the fact that even if Kyrie is not there, I mean this team's still got KD and, and Harden, man. Like this team, yeah. who's going to dominate on offense? Like they're, they're going to carve up. Like it's obviously you want Kyrie there, and it's it's sort of one of these things where if he can integrate himself back into the team and and uh, they just get on with it, then sweet. But mm. at the moment, yeah, it is a bit of a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Statement of this century. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um but I feel like KD's just cruising along. Like I he he might be the one dude that can kinda of handle this stuff because he he just gets to go out and hoop to quote KD many times. That's all yeah. he really cares about. So it, it must be like for for a coach like Steve Nash too, it must be such peace of mind knowing that your true best player 
really all he wants to do is play. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it might work. But I think this is actually a good segue to... It's, okay, it's the first year they've come in, like the trade, the, this is the first time Kyrie, Kyrie and Katie were together. Um, mm-hmm. Shortened training camp, shortened preseason, mid-season trade to bring Harden in. You're not having a lot of practices. You look back at some of these other big threes, um, and the first year, mixed results, right? So I feel like the Warriors is kind of different because they had well, this. There was fully, a, that was just completely they were unfair. Nat- naturally, they were a naturally grown big three. Yeah, and I think what I'm, what Katie and to to feed the Nets out of the East bit, I think Katie can fit in pretty much anywhere. He did it with the Warriors, right? Like he can spot up, he can keep, he, he can do anything. Um, the guy, I think what makes him so malleable and you can put him in so many different scenarios is he flat out knows right down to his deepest subconscious. He knows I am the best. Like put me in any scenario. I'll figure it out. I can shoot off the elbow. I can shoot off the dribble. I can carry the ball. I can like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Yeah, um, exactly. So he can, he can fit anywhere. So offensive fit, I actually don't think. At first, I was like, "Oh, only one basketball, yada yada yada." But I, I actually, yeah, I actually think yeah. KD can play anywhere, and Kyrie can play pretty well off ball. For me, the biggest questions are the defense and the um, and the the chemistry. But so, like, you go back to the the Heat, the LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh. One mm-hmm. defensively, all those guys are were excellent, um, mm-hmm. but. It took them until that second year to really figure it out. Like, well, that like it took them that second year to win a title, but I don't think that was them. Like, yes, they were figuring it out, but at the same time, that was also like LeBron needing to step up and realize I'm the man and I shouldn't be so selfless and trying to get everyone just as involved as I am. I am the best. I should take over. And I think it was D Wade that told him to do that. Um, It's a little bit different in this situation in that all three guys are like chomping at the bit. They're, they're not, they're not like uh, timid or anything. Maybe James Harden is, but KD's already won two titles. These aren't, these aren't guys that are just, even Kyrie's won a title. They, they know how to do it. They can, They'll, they'll work something out. I don't think it's like Miami Big Three where all these teams were the only superstar on their team carrying the whole squad and all three of them have to figure it out all of a sudden. Like Kyrie and KD, although they didn't play, they've technically already been there for a year. James Harden had Russell Westbrook and before that he had Chris Paul. Like they know how to share, I feel. I don't even think it's a matter of share. Like, I mean, look at that Cavs, LeBron, Kyrie experience where, you know, half the time it was, this is LeBron's possession. Now it's Kyrie's possession. Now it's like, Mm. that's the way that they would share it. Like, it's not some sort of 2014 Spurs ball movement, egalitarian, everybody. Like, it's, it's, you can play different sort of styles of basketball and still be sharing, but it's like, you're sort of maximizing the talent of what you've got. And I think, Again, like this Nets team is just so talented offense. Like they can still run certain offenses. And then the thing is, if if it all breaks down, oh, gee, we've got Harden on one side of the floor and you've got KD on the other side of the floor and we've got six seconds left on the shot clock. Great options to have 
mm-hmm. when you need a plan B on any sort of possession, sweet, just give it to either of those guys or, or, or Kyrie, wherever he if he's chosen to turn up that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's in the arena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I agree. I think that they the fit actually is, makes sense. And what I'm saying is kind of this first year, figuring out how to make it work well enough to get all the way to the finals and win a title when yeah. even looking at LeBron, D-Wade and... Well, Bosch. I mean, okay, that's the, the 2011, right? They got to the finals and it was just, uh, it was a LeBron choke that really the, it, Dallas sort of captured the the magic in a, in a, in a bottle and were able yeah. to 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 capitalize on i guess a little bit of inexperience from lebron not really being mm. uh not really being used to the final sort of limelight yet mm. yeah and i know katie's won titles and Kyrie's won a title but katie's titles he he sneaks right into the 73 win warriors like and as we said his style kind of can fit anywhere Kyrie, i mean i know LeBron, my turn. Kyrie, your turn. I think LeBron's ability to orchestrate an offense and a team is far and away more impressive and on a different level to Harden or KD. Harden's way of running a team is just, you know, we've seen it for the last five years. He just stands at the top and does his thing. KD hasn't really necessarily run a team in that LeBron way before. I just I just don't think it's going to be like, bam, good to go. And then we get to the playoffs and shit gets tough. It's game six. It's game seven in the second round. And everybody divulges to their old habits. It's hard and chuck me the ball. Triple, 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 step back three, brick. He's all of a sudden he's two for eleven. Kyrie's fucking trying to get switched on to Giannis and he's just backing him down and getting dunked on. Um, and then it just it just snowballs and then I don't think they have that like warriors kind of we've been through the wars together to like come together and overcome adversity. I just don't think the East is bad enough where they can just run through it. Yeah, but uh... On the flip side, right? Like, who in the East has got that? What you've just described? I think six, five other teams have that. Really, in the East, I, the, more so I, than, than the, the credentials of the, these three guys. And I, I know you've just you've kind of just dismissed KD's two championships and Kyrie <laughs> over over the zero championships on any of the other teams in the East. It's fair, you know. No, you're right. I. Uh... <laughs> I've dismissed his championships. Yeah, um, I just not to I, mention not to mention either. Sorry to butt in. Yeah. Uh, James Harden and KD have played in the finals together before. I just realised a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I but, mean, I mean no disrespect to the Raptors when I obviously they did win a championship two years ago. I don't, are they in the Are they in the eight right no. now? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they're not sorry, even the, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not in there at all. Um, I, I, I think that the 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 Bucks, Heat, Celtics all have and Pacers all have the ability to give the Nets a seriously tough series just because of how bad the Nets defense I think is going to be. And if and if you're able to keep up with the Nets and have really all and all of those teams have really good defenses, every single one of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting because one of those teams is not going to get out of what the second or the first round. First is. round, yeah. Yeah, which is something that we haven't had in the East for a while. Like it's always kind of been, we can almost wait till the second round before it starts yeah. to get a little bit more interesting. I suppose. Except for the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's more like looking at the the tire tire fire, yeah. whatever you want. To, yeah, with the Sixers, but maybe this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my point. Is that there's going to be three straight rounds unless they get a two seed. That I like. I that's my thing, and then. 
Um, so yeah, that's the, the chemistry thing when the going gets tough in the first year. Like if they're together again next year and they kind of start to, and it's also easier to build around the margins of your roster after the season yeah. versus in the middle of the season versus now we're relying on Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan and maybe Andre Drummond. Like, and that's like the best case scenario. And is Andre Drummond actually good? I don't know. Um, I don't even, yeah, and I think I was, you, you do make, I agree with that point. I think it's obviously, you know, say if this season goes well, maybe they don't even, they don't need to win a championship, but, you know, mm-hmm. say it doesn't explode, it doesn't completely just combust, but like they're now what, like a top two, three destination in free agency, right? Everyone will want to go play with these guys because the idea is you're going to win a championship. I know what you yeah, mean. These, like, these... Maybe they don't want to go play with them because Kyrie's a bit of a head job. He's well, a bit we... of a head job, but like, at the same time, you, you're probably a good chance of going far in the playoffs with these guys. I, I, Those I, ring I, chasing vets. I guess as, as long as you're okay with the idea of just kind of running from uh, three point line to three point line, you don't get to touch the ball for uh, <laughs> for the whole season. But yeah, um, but but one yeah time no, you better hit that three pointer, and if you don't, well, <laughs> you're not getting any more minutes. Are you, are you even going to get three pointers? I don't even know in that since in that. Team, you're just, you're just playing defense and running up and down the court. It's good cardio uh, for sure. I I, go, I think Joe Harris is in for a big year. He's going to make some big shots. Man, <laughs> he's going to get some clean looks. His three point percentage is going to be so good. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then I would be remiss to not mention the um the oh the original big three of the era the uh, the oh eight Celtics, which I know Beatty hates to to hear about, but <laughs> you know. You could argue the Celtics are responsible for the rise of uh, LeBron James because without um, LeBron getting through the end of the big three Celtics in that game six where he dropped 45, 15, and five, does he become the man he is today? If he loses that series, does he not become LeBron? So you're welcome, baby. I don't know. Um, but um, that team as well. You're fast. Now look, now everybody's got to team up to beat Bron. This is what happened. <laughs> It's true. That's the legacy of his career. It's true. Um, but like even that team, they had all kind of they they're all willing to sacrifice. And then the fit as well. You've got KG, who's like the defensive big man, and then Ray Allen's the shooter and Pierce, kind of the on ball guy, like all very different roles. Same with the Heat, same with the Warriors. All the players did very different things. Just saying the fit is very unique to any of these other situations. Um yeah, I just I don't know. I'm 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 on the someone else wins the heat band the the east bandwagon until future notice. Well, to segue slightly from yeah. this, because there are three other teams involved in this deal. Mm-hmm. Or how almost do you five. feel? Almost five. How do you feel? For, we'll start with the Pacers. How how have they been impacted now? Losing Oladipo, but gaining Karis Levert on a longer deal. I love this Pacers team. I don't. I don't like this trade. I love it for the Pacers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan, dude. I, 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 I think we've all been quite pro Pacers so far this season on 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 the mm. BDC. They've given us no reason not to be. Yeah. We we respect game here on BDC, <laughs> and they're they're showing us they know how to do it. And it's it's I um. I've loved what Karis LeVert has done so far. I think he his production is going to be basically what Depot was going to give mm. you, right? 
And I reckon it could be more. Could be more. I think there's upside there, right? And I'm not saying that there's no more upside with Depot, but it's sort of just like the contract situation, as you sort of touched on, Josh, more so than anything else. Like Depot's in and he's expiring at the end of the year. So mm. whatever team he's on has a decision to make. And obviously Indiana probably had enough question marks to say, well, hey, we would like to move off this guy. And let's, I mean, Karis LeVert's contract in comparison is is very favorable. It's a good contract for the sort of output that you're hoping to get from him. You don't need Karis LeVert to be an out and out, you know, superstar stud because you've already got the makings of a pretty good team there between Turner and Sabonis and Brogdon. So it's just like, and I think that guy's going to fit in perfectly. They're what, a four seed in the East right now? They're just sort of trucking along. They're doing really well. Mm. Is this going to be the year they get out of the first round, man? It's like yeah. these guys—they're like always solid, and then they—they've been swept the last two years. But this, this well, is different. they always have injury. I know they didn't have Sabonis last last year for sure, which is or yeah. Oladipo, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so the, and like Brogdon seems to have taken another step. Sabonis is the big one though. This guy, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's really the, good. I think the fit's great. Um, this team is even, and, even Turner, man. Like I think I've mm-hmm. at times had big question marks over Miles Turner, and even there's always been that noise: Are they going to trade one of these bigs? And it's like I don't know, man. I think they actually kind of suit playing alongside each other, or at least in some sort of uh, split sort of decision. Like we, obviously Turner can sort of stretch it out to the three point line, where Sabonis is just like this double double machine, like mm-hmm. very strong dude down low. Like it's a good sort of balance between different sort of skill sets that you want out of your big man. I mean, ideally, if they could flip Turner for a piece that fits alongside Sabonis even better and the rest of the team, I'm sure they would. But Turner's one of those guys that's too good to just flip for the sake of it. You really have to get something worthwhile in return because he's like, as we just said, he's a three-shooting, rim-protecting big. It's a weird, like if Sabonis had a bit more size, he's an out-and-out center. For his skill set in the league, he's a center, but he's maybe a touch undersized whereas Miles Turner obviously has that size but his skill set's a bit different and he he probably doesn't have quite the same I don't know like I watched the bonus and I'm like, oh, this guy's a dog like he's an absolute like he's going to mm. fight for every rebound and he's going to not give an inch when he's defending and dudes are driving into the lane like he's going to let them know it's my lane like get the you know get out of here I'm going to hit you so mm. like it's sort of I, I kind of like their fit together in a way mm. Yeah. Well, it's like if there's ever a season to keep them together, yeah. it's against the biggest threat being a team that has no bigs. So you, you want to punish them with your big man. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I actually don't think Turner is that good, but I think the fit here actually is, is kind of bought in because I feel like they've been trying to trade him for the last like two years and no one wants a buyer of him on that contract because I don't think the rest of the league actually thinks he's that good. But in this kind of system and spot, he's, he's definitely having the best start of any season that he's had for sure but yeah um, and they haven't even got tj warren back yet he should be back eventually and like that's so you've got karis Levert and tj warren is like this tandem scoring i don't know lightning lightning and thunder they both can just drop 15 and a quarter either of them no worries and then brogdon run mm. the show and then sabonis has he's got 22 13 and 6 that's just yeah. casual baby Jokic numbers like it's, I was literally about, I was thinking, <laughs> baby, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, like he's, he's really, really good. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to be in it for sure. And then what, well, okay. On the flip side, then obviously Depot is now on the Rockets. Mm. Like I think any Rockets fan 
it's like a weight off the shoulders, like this mm. little saga that has gone on since the start of the season. Harden, it's it's done now. It's resolved. You've now got a team full of hungry, not only hungry young guys, but hungry vets with mm. something to prove, a chip on the shoulder. Obviously, John Wall, Boogie Cousins in particular, like it's, I, I think you even saw that in the, the game. Who they, Did they play the Spurs like yesterday? And it was mm. sort of just like a, yeah. it was just relief. They won. And I mean, it was a, a bunch of dudes who, who were free from the shackles of just having to defer to James Harden. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like a team that's going to bond through their united dis, disdain for their former style of play and having to defer to, <clears throat> to James Harden. But like if you're a Rockets fan, you got to be pretty chuffed that somehow you walked away with four first rounders, four pick swaps. Cool. Now you got John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood. You still got Eric Gordon, you still got PJ Tucker, all these guys. Like they can put together a competitive team for this season. It's well yeah, like, I, that, like I mean then they're, they're not anywhere near the playoffs right now, but it's still early. Are, are they still a chance? If you oh, get, if I you wouldn't get say the maximum out of Wall and and Wood in particular, I suppose, like it's probably asking too much, right? But yeah. to be honest, I I didn't see. I thought last year really cemented like the ceiling that James Harden could take this team to, and it wasn't all that impressive. Like he's he's a semifinals guy, yeah. and to be frank, not much has changed. It's a semifinals team at best. Like, oh, this team is nowhere near a semi-finals uh, team. Yeah, I don't think they are. That's, yeah, I think the at best, at best, like, I'm uh, saying. No, at I best, they'll get the playoff. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably like, the most. Optimistic. John Wall is even when he before injury was not anywhere near the level of James Harden. Boogie's washed, and Christian Woods. Yeah, good. But Woods good. Oladipo's Woods. good. Yeah, yeah, but the. I don't know. Jay Sean Tate's good. Jay Tate is fun, dude. <laughs> He's great. He tries so hard. So yeah, he, he was plus 15 yesterday, and, and the next okay. nearest teammate was plus three. Well, it's, I think 10 assists. It's wild. Mm. Dude, um, it's crazy how much, like, there are some guys, you know, you always hear effort is a skill, or playing hard is a skill. There are some guys that are just so good at playing really hard. There's, like, and Tate, he's just everywhere. He crashes the boards mm. at the exact right time. He always gets steals. He's he's been really fun. But I think these guys should maybe start selling off some pieces. Just go to the Oklahoma Thunder because what are they going to be yeah. at best? An eight seed, seven seed? Yeah, but why? Like their future's secure. They don't even need to bottom out and like try and get picks because they got someone else's picks now. You might as well stay competitive and. I guess so. You know. Maybe I pick up want... the leavings. Nah, so... look, I I do agree with you, Jake, purely because I just think the West is such like the yeah. like what's the point? Like you may as well like you can play it out for a little bit, but they're definitely going to be a team come closer to the deadline. I mean, mm. PJ Tucker. Surely there's no way PJ Tucker's still in a, a Rockets unit uniform by the deadline because he's a he's going to be in a Brooklyn uni- uniform. Can, dude. Oh, he's going to be in a Celtics well, uniform. It would actually be really sweet for both of the. It would be really sweet for any playoff team. Yeah. That's that's the point. So like it's. He's he's kind of the the prototypical like I want that guy in the buyout mm-hmm. market because he's same with like, Eric Gordon almost yeah 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 the guard version sort of the guard version yeah. of that he can sort of help run your second unit he can he's got a little bit of playmaking yeah. yeah I think if if it was a young team then that like might have the chance of making the playoffs and I'm I'm all for trying to get that experience like the Grizzlies but if you're a, a veteran team like like what 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 is John Wall gaining from making the playoffs this year not a whole lot. 
Yeah. Um, no, I think he does, dude. Like, he needs to show I can still run a team that wins games. Like, these guys, they're not just going to bottom out. They're going to try the rest of the season. They I want a seed in the playoffs. Tillman Fatita, man, he's going to try and get contracts off the books, baby. So he, he finally got under the uh, luxury tax, apparently, with this with this move. And mm. and he's he's bleeding, this guy. Restaurants aren't doing well. Not sure if you know this. <laughs> so um, I, I just think they're not that good right yeah. now. They're more than anything else. Like I, you look at their roster. I think probably Tucker is actually really one of the only contracts that they probably could trade. Um, so it's sort of just like I just don't think compared to the rest of the West. Like it's just the West is so competitive. It's, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. So yeah, well, fair enough. Better. But I think they'll try. Is my point? Oh, they're going to be competitive, yeah, because they've got dudes like Jason Tate, who you know yeah. they're not going to take any night off. They're just they're going to be competitive. Yeah, and Christian Wood is like, oh my god, the numbers of this guy has the potential to put up now with with sort of essentially being now the the centerpiece of the offense, if you yeah. want to say that. Like, oh my god, yeah. Um, the Cavs just like the, basically dude. stole Jared Allen for nothing. Six a plus plus, a plus <laughs> The Cavs have just quietly gotten talent on their roster through doing nothing. Like awesome. just to pick up, uh, just to pick up, say Drummond off the buyout market for nothing, knowing that eventually someone's going to want him. Picking up guys like Jared Allen from this huge trade where salary just needs to be dropped. We've mm. got to get rid of Jared Allen somehow. Oh, we'll take him. You know, like you got your, you got your franchise center now off nothing. Mm-hmm. Like Dante Exum's injured. <laughs> he can't even play. It's madness. Like A++. They got some, they got some like players in Cleveland all of a sudden that you don't hate. It's like Sexland, yeah. Jared Allen, Larry Nance has been good. Um, yeah. It's fun. Um, and then, uh, note from my dad, um, Oklahoma City, sneaky winner of this entire thing. The draft capital that they got in the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook trade, all of those picks look so much better now that James Harden's not on the Rockets mm. for the foreseeable future. So Oklahoma City with 29 first-round picks, a bunch of them just got uh, looking a little bit better. And the last team that did not make a single trade but apparently was on the precipice. Philadelphia 76ers apparently had Ben Simmons on the trade block, 100%. And I think he still is on the trade block. Um, I think this is a bit of an indictment on Benny Simmons. They didn't want well, him. Here we go. Listen, listen, it's, listen. It's the weekly, it's, let's just rag on Ben. <laughs> it's no I, indictment. I how good the Celtics are because I haven't played for the last week. <laughs> So now we'll just default to, oh, the six of the bad. All right. <laughs> they suck. It's it's no indictment on Ben that he got offered in a trade for James Harden. You know, like there's worse players to be traded for than he James Harden. He wasn't traded. He was offered he and wasn't. they said no. He wasn't. To be honest, the draft capital that they got from Brooklyn is probably going to better serve them because they're now set for, you know, years to come. Whereas Ben is a question mark right now. We don't know if he's going to ever tap that lofty potential that he could tap. It's true. He's gone from being potentially the next Magic Johnson to now looking to like... To just a really good defensive point guard. Yeah, which some would say kind of like... A, kind <laughs> Patrick of like a big, Beverly before he could shoot. 
He's like a big Chris Dunn now. Yeah. That's way too harsh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chris uh, Dunn. Listen, what listen. What's Chris Dunn even? Who he play for? Is he in the NBA <laughs> still? No. <laughs> who he play for? Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Dunn. If Chris Dunn was seven foot tall, oh, he's Ben Simmons. No, he's not. He doesn't have <laughs> Ben Simmons took doesn't have two shots. Who cares two shots the other day. What's Chris Dunn's career high in assists? <laughs> How many All-Star games has Chris Dunn played? What are we talking about here? <laughs> anyway, maybe oh, I am being a bit off topic. I, I, like, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's an interesting question. Like, if you're Houston looking back on it, like, what package do you take? Like, obviously, they've made their decision, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I, I, I think you probably – there's enough – you've seen enough of Ben to be like, I'm a little bit concerned that maybe this is as good as he gets. So, mm-hmm. like, the alternative is to, to hope that one of these – a gazillion draft picks turns out to be better. Yeah. That, I don't even the, I don't even think it's right. that. I don't even think it's that. It's like if Philly and Ben have shown us anything over the past five or whatever years it's been, it's that you're gonna maximize Ben by surrounding him with talent that complements him. If mm. if Rockets were to just trade Harden for Ben and bring Ben into their team, he doesn't fit with those guys. They're gonna have to do a whole bunch more trades to put a team around Ben. Like yeah. I'd, if I'm them, I see the value in at least with these multitude of picks and Oladipo and staying competitive now, like we can kind of decide our fate rather than let Ben Simmons decide our fate. That's my thinking anyway. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. picked the Brooklyn trade. And I think even to an extent, and Jake touched on it, uh, the owner's sort of reluctance to spend money. Mm. I mean, ben, yeah, that's big another deal, big right? You don't want to bring this big deal in. Let's just bring in Oladipo on an expiring instead. Like it's, it, yeah, ultimately it's, it's that flexibility going forward with salary cap where obviously that's not the case. If you, if you trade for Ben Simmons, hmm. I think Philly's a loser. If I, if, like I think, uh, I think yeah. if they would have brought in James Harden as a Celtics fan, that was what I was the most scared of. James Harden and Embiid terrifying that pick that combo scary as fuck i yeah, i, well, I, I don't do know do? i don't really i'm a bit unsure like i i don't know if philly's a loser like it's it's sort of it's you t- this is where ben simmons is so polarizing because some philly yeah. fans are, are big ben people and other people are like yeah let's trade ben simmons for for james harden and it's it's tricky because it's uh, I, I'm really, I don't know. I don't know if Philly's a like, I think Philly so far has been okay this season. They've been good, right? As much as people want to rag on Ben and all this sort of stuff, at the end of the day, they're cruising through the East right now. Again, we can talk about the schedule and they haven't really been tested and blah, 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 blah. But it's like they've looked a lot better and it's just whether or not that is going to be sustainable for them and whether or not that translates to the playoffs and, and, and again, this is the same question with Ben every year now. Like, is there going to be any improvement as improvement offensively as the season goes on? Probably not. But like, if, if I was Philly, I wouldn't have traded Ben. Yeah, I, I would have been reluctant. Of course, you guys wouldn't. <laughs> no, dude, dude. Like, what, what if you trade him to the Rockets and all of a sudden he explodes and his potential comes out? Well, that, I just think that's like what needs to happen. Donkey. You should want that for Ben. I think he needs yeah, to go through yeah. his wings. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, would, I, if I'm, I if I'm that, Ben, yeah. if I'm Ben, I would have liked to be traded to the Rockets. If I'm Philly, I would have liked to no, not trade Ben to the Rockets. See, even like, everything that comes out of Ben right now, he's like he's relieved that he didn't get traded. Yeah, what's he supposed yeah. to say? <laughs> no, but like why? Like I don't know, man. Like I think this is as much as there's been things about Ben and Joel not getting along over the years or whatever. At the same time, I think they they've kind of come up together through the ranks 
on this team yeah. they've developed and grown as players on this team and they're, they're you know that's this is their team it's mm-hmm. sort of like as and i agree to an extent like harden and, and Embiid together on paper that's tantalizing but at the same time i think you there's just as much likelihood of of i guess unrest off the court in that scenario as well whereas in the brooklyn scenario with harden at least there's this established sort of relationship with kd i think there's a mutual respect there um I'm a bit more optimistic in that regard. Whereas like, I, I think Harden would come into the Philly environment and be like, well, this is my team. And would that, would Embiid be happy with that? And now you've got clashing of heads. I don't think that's going to be the case in Brooklyn. I think there's probably going to be a little bit more of a, an, a level footing. Uh, f- from Ben's point of view, I like, I don't know. I, I'm glad he, he, that didn't happen and he's not on the Rockets right now because I agree with Josh. I, d- I don't think that it's quite the right fit for him. I don't think that they've got the shooters. I, I think that Ben's, best sort of environment in the NBA is, is sort of like four shooters around him at all times. Mm. And he, whether or not he's bringing the ball up, I don't know, like he can go get the rebound and start the transition straight away, or he can sort of play, you know, his, his ability off the ball is a bit more limited. So whether or not that improves, I don't know, but I don't think that this Houston roster at the moment is, is the sort of ideal situation for Ben just as much as this Philly one maybe isn't or is as well. Mm. To be honest, the Philly one probably suits him better currently constructed. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. yeah. This is this is why you play the games, because all three of us can think completely different things and we're gonna we're gonna find out. <laughs> exactly. Find exactly. Out. Um but I I tweeted the as the trade talks were heating up, this was my preferred hardened destination um for the Celtics. I'm actually hoping that the Celtics play the Nets in the playoffs. I don't think they would win, but it would be amazing experience for the young fellas to go toe-to-toe with this big three. Um, but fellas, and those Celtics kids, they love getting experience in the playoffs, don't they? <laughs> that's right. We're just gaining experience and not a, no, no finals exp- uh, appearances, but that's okay. Mm. Where fellas? Dude, I think the East playoffs is, is going to be lit. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, each year, I feel like... The, another team has kind of thrown the hat in and it's sort of like awesome. Like that's the, the whole point that, yeah, one of these sort of teams is going to sort of come out, well, not come out of the first round, sorry, is like, yeah, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like we had And four... I, I, I give it, I actually give LeBron mad, mad, mad respect that him playing in the East meant that everyone had to run West and make the West a really good conference to get away from him. Oh, my And now he God. runs now he runs West and everyone's oh running East to get away God. from him again. That's a great point. Jake, they are, dude. They it's are. They're, James Harden, when he it's said, I knew we're not going to win, he said, when he said, I knew we couldn't win with this team, he's talking about we can't beat LeBron. You don't know what the fuck he's talking about, James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> like, LeBron's just sitting back on the beach in LA, sipping on a cocktail. That's none of my yeah. business. Yeah, what was that meme when it's like, oh, James Harden got traded yeah. to the net? Oh, who cares? <laughs> he keeps doing what he's doing. Look, I, I as Lakers hater, need them to not win 18 championships. I hope this works. This would be great news <laughs> as well. Did you say 18 championships, Jake? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh here we shit. We have to edit this right out. Can we put that on the, can we put that <laughs> on the social? Shit. Your second uh, little sound, sound bite for this. this <laughs> Freudian slip, that one. 13 championships. That's pretty wild. Yeah, this could be good to keeping the Lakers from winning 13 championships, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. My team. All right, well, 
That's about as much James Harden as I can talk about for one day. Any closing thoughts, fellas? No, man. Hopefully hopefully we see him in a a Nets uniform tomorrow, Australian time, against the Magic. Yeah, Yeah. that would be sweet. (laughs) They did say he needs to pass his physical test (laughs) before before he plays, so there might be like a, a weight loss thing. He's got to jump on. Nah. Not not to shoot shots, dude's out of shape. I'm I'm gonna just straight up say it. Yeah, but he can drop forty five out of shape. Like he can yeah, just, just throw him in there. But a, a team doesn't want their players playing out of shape. He could get hurt. I don't know. This guy, he's never been injured. Let him, let but him in up. any case, we'll see. Let's hope for the best. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Justin Mateo here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Until next week, 